your life center, center of life. You find expression and life in Christ. At TLC, discover God. At TLC, discover you. At TLC, discover life. Discover God, discover you, discover life. Praise the Lord. It's quite difficult to even come up, even after. How, much, how, how many of us enjoyed the prayers this morning? It's like, for me, it's like, you know, I don't know about you. When we're growing up, they will leave the meat for you at the last. When you eat the food, you chew the meat. You don't want that one to finish. I don't want to leave that that place of prayer. We know that indeed we are expectant this week and God will meet us at a place of expectations in Jesus' name. I'll be taking the text from the book of John chapter 14. John chapter 14 verse 11 to 14. John chapter 14 verse 11 to 14. And I'll be speaking on the topic, greater works. For us, it will be more like a hard restart. Praise the Lord. I read, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father. Verse 13, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We have been praying, but most times we find out that we don't even believe in what we are praying. We just say it's a routine. But I pray that you have a different perspective from now on, and God will help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Walked into uh, workers' meeting this morning, and the pastor was encouraging us, telling us how, yes, it's been challenging, but indeed, we should not give up. Again, when we came out this when he was praying, it was still in a way to encourage us that something, something, something is coming our way. If you believe that, say hallelujah. If you believe that, say hallelujah. And like he told us this morning, it says it's not today. It's been there. But it's how you perceive it. It's how you walk in it. You know, yesterday I was standing with someone and then all we were doing was just complaining and how this month has been tough and all of that. There and there, he got a message. His, his driver had taken someone else's car and had an accident. The car had somehow thought, sorted. It was like a write-off, you know. And I was looking at myself. I said, look, let me just focus because I know that there are blessings ahead. Don't focus on these problems because that is what most of us will do. Going back to our scripture in John 14 verse 12, it says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. The key words that here in this verse, one, he says, he who believes in me. Then he says, the works that I do. Then he says, because I go to my Father. When we talk about works, what are these works? 
Or in definition of works, it says anything involving mental or physical effort done in order to achieve a purpose or result. Anywhere Jesus went, he went about doing good. Those were the works that were manifested everywhere he went. For clarity, today we are going back to the basics because you say we have heard all the sermons, we have heard everything. Certain things are not working, but let's go back to the basics. Let's find out indeed what really is the problem. What then did Jesus do? We all know the miracles that he had performed. One, yes, he turned water into wine at the wedding of Canaan. John chapter 2, verse 1 to 11. Praise the Lord. I'm going somewhere. Follow me. Follow me. Number two, he fed thousands of people. Yes, Matthew chapter 14, verse 15 to 21. He fed the 5,000 with five loaves and two, two fishes. And then we also have, he, he's also in Matthew chapter 15, verse 32 to 39. He fed also the 4,000 with seven loaves and a few fish. What else again did he do? Works that he do. He, Jesus cast out evil spirits. Mark chapter 1, 23 to 28. Even when he was preaching, when he was challenged, he silenced every evil spirit. He said Matthew 8, 28 to 33. Also in Matthew 9, 32 to 33. He healed the sick. He healed the blind. He healed the injured. He healed the infirm. We can all find that in the books of John chapter 4. We also have Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1, 40 to 45. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 to 13. He healed the paralyzed man whom, remember, his friends had lowered through the roof he, when he even was teaching. This is in Matthew chapter 9, verse 1 to 8. He cured the, he cured the woman who bled constantly. You remember all that. All these are things that we have been taught. We remember, but we need to remind ourselves because we serve a living God. So we should understand what he has done. If he has done it in the past, he is still doing it now. Praise the Lord. He commanded the elements of nature. What did he do? He walked on water while even the wind was blowing. He commanded and he said, peace be still. This is the same Jesus we know. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Even when he was even recruiting Peter, he went out. He caught a large amount of fish. Was it even in tax? He said, okay, go. The first fish you see, open it. Take that money and pay. So what is it that he has not done? What are you doubting this day? I need to remind you. He, you need to also remember that he raised Lazarus from the dead, even himself too. Praise the Lord. Jesus is still doing many miracles here. Yeah? He's the great physician even till today. He is. None, none has ever been greater than him. He's the great teacher. He's the great supplier. And indeed, the greatest thing is that he has done. He came to save the lost. Praise the Lord. Winning souls is one of the tasks that he has given to us. Yes, when we win the souls, we have to nurture them. What next? They also need to grow because he said what? Greater works you will do. Question for you today is that what is preventing me from doing these works? I wish this was a Wednesday service. In fact, we would have even handed out microphones for you to even answer these questions for yourself. What really, what really is preventing me from doing these works? Because he has said it. Greater works you will do. But look at us Christians. Most of us don't do even one quarter of what he has done. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
I was talking with my brother yesterday when this topic came because obviously in the morning I had seen this. I was reading, meditating on John chapter 14. So I asked him the same question. I said, look, what is, why, why can't we do these greater works? Why are we not seeing them? Why are people chasing after the signs and wonders? Why don't they, are they not the signs and wonders, you know? We laughed about it and he said a story. He said he remember once that he, when he was pastoring the greenhouse in Lagos, he said to me that a member had called him crying frantically, crying frantically and said a child in the school had died. So he was in traffic, so he now said he parked. He parked and he said energy came out for him. He prayed scriptures, declared, 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 and he encouraged her that all will be well. All will be well. He said to me, hey, guess what? What you guess what she said after praying out my heart like that? She said, No, but Pastor, why can't you just come to the school and pray for this child so that the child will away? He said, Ah, after I've encouraged you like this, encouraged you like this. But that is the truth. We want to see these things. Praise the Lord. Matthew 11, verse 11 says, Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of men, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. It all boils down to your walk with God. Why am I not able to do these things? Praise the Lord. Why? You keep asking yourselves, why? Why can't I just lay my hands on the sick and they are healed? Why? Why do I have to do things the other way? Why do I have to suffer? Praise the Lord. Number one. Number one reasons why we go, number one reason why we go through all of this is one, we lack the relationship with him. Most of us, we're just scratching it. We find it hard to stay in his place where he is, in his presence, without distractions. We really find it hard. Praise the Lord. Jude chapter 1, Jude 1, 20 to 21 says, But you, dear friends, carefully build yourselves up in the most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit, staying right at the center of God's love, keeping your arms open and outstretched, ready for the mercy of our master, Jesus Christ. This is the ending, the unending life, the real life. You know, when we see Daddy Gio come out and say, oh, my daddy says, he says this, you know, he tells you this. He gives you all, we give, there are a lot of prophecies that come out. You think that it's just, he just came out there. It's because he has spent time with God. He spent days praying. He spent time indeed fasting. For us, when you see a service like this, it's not because you just walk into the service like that and everything is well. There are prayers behind every service. So it then boils down to the kind of relationship that you have with God. And that is why we are not able to to be able to do this greater work. It's not an, an immediate, it's not an immediate step that yes, I become born again and then I will do it. Yes, it can happen, but with time, you see people wavering and they are not doing these things. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Listen to Pastor Christopher and he gave a he gave an example of this, which was which I found very funny. He says, you know, growing up, growing up as a young pastor, you know, they had a deliverance service normally when you and they asked people to come out. So he was on one side, and then the pastor was on the other side. So he said he was praying. Because he was young at that point, he said, say, God, please, let it that the people that just have small, small headache and all those ones will come to my side. Those people that have uh, evil spirit, all those people, please go to the pastor's side. So he realized that people were coming, and 
the other side, they were falling down. They were falling down. He said nothing was happening. After a while, people left his line to go to the main pastor's line. See which kind of while. I said at the stage, he even looked at himself, said whether he himself will go to the pastor's line because that's what it is. <laughs> you grow. You grow to a stage. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Number two, we are undecided. We have our legs here and there. You cannot be here or you cannot be there. His word says in Matthew chapter 6 verse 24 says, No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other. Or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. If you are following God, follow him wholeheartedly. If you believe that it is your money that is working for you, follow your money wholeheartedly. You are not equipped to have two masters. That is what God has told us. So we must decide. We must be deliberate that, look, indeed, I want to follow. I want to chase after God. I want to be in his presence. So indeed, these things that he has said, I should be able to do. I will do. It's enough for you to come into church today and say, yes, pastor has declared. He has said in four we go out this week, we shout amen. But as you go out, your focus is not even on God. Your focus is on the phone that will ring. Your focus is where is it coming from. Don't worry about those things. There has been a declaration. It will happen. Somebody shout amen. amen. Number three, we don't even trust God to do it. That's just the truth. Because we have prayed, it's more like okay, it will happen. If it happens, fine. Then we now start panicking. No. We shouldn't pray in fear. We shouldn't pray with wrong motives, you know. Because somebody has something, you also want to believe that it will come. No. You can't even trust God to heal you for a headache. How do you want him to trust? How do you want to trust him to heal you for even cancer? Praise the Lord. Our God will, be, will strengthen us, you know. Sometimes we look at it is that we were taught that when you wake up every morning, wow, first thing you should do is to pray. You should understand why you are praying. You are giving him thanks. He spared your life, you know. Acts chapter 12. James, the, James in Acts chapter 12, James, the brother of John, had been killed. I read verse, Acts chapter 12, verse 16 to 17. Now, Peter continued knocking. And when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But motioning to them with his hand to keep silent, he declared to them how the Lord had brought him out of prison. And he said, go, tell these things to James and to the brethren. And he departed. And he departed and went to another place. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed Whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Now, going back to Acts, remember that James had just been killed. The brethren were praying. They were praying. They were praying. They prayed so hard that they didn't even believe that the prayers they were offering was already, the answer was already outside there. They didn't even believe that Peter had been released. And we find out that most of us are like that. When we say our prayers, when we pray, we just pray because we need to pray. But do you really believe in what you are praying for? You need to be able to meditate on that thing and say, Lord, show me in your scripture how to get out of this thing. Don't just pray and say, oh, I just 
prayed. I've left it in the hands of God. I'm not saying you should worry about it. But at the same time, understand what you're doing. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Number six, number three, number three I believe. Say, we don't know his word. We don't know his word. And that's just the truth. We don't know his promises. We need to spend time praying his word. I was listening to Pastor Ching talk. He says, you know, when you have friends... You should keep the kind of friends that when you wake up in the morning that you just want to share, oh boy, I don't discover another promise of God in this place. Here, here, here. Check that verse. Check that here. Say, eh, ah, okay. May I found my own. Keep those kind of things that every time you challenge yourself that, you know, this is the word of God. You know, I have taken it, for, I've taken that for myself. In fact, when my children were going to school, I said, come, let's look for the promises of God. I will give them to you. We printed them. I said, take them to school. Have them in your A4 paper, whatever it is. Place them whenever you need to pray. Look for the one that concerns whatever it is that you want. Pray it. These are his promises that he has given to you. So why are you are just walking round and round? It's all there. He's giving you a lot. He said in his word, what are his promises then? Isaiah 41 verse 10, he says you should not fear. So why are you afraid? What are you afraid of? He said you should keep your mind. He says he will keep you in perfect peace. He will give you peace if my mind is stayed on him. Praise the Lord. Deuteronomy 31 verse 8 says, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. So what else do you want? These are promises. Dig them up. They are in the Bibles. John 16 verse 33 says, take heart. I have overcome the world. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Psalm 32 verse 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. What are you thinking of? I need to make a decision. He's told you, don't worry. I will tell you how to do it. These are his words. Bring them back to him. Then you activate these things. Praise the Lord. Question is then, what then must I do to activate this? I've given you reasons why you are not doing it. Number one, it's in our verse, in our, I'll go back to our text. John chapter 14, verse 12, it says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. Praise the Lord. I must believe in him. I must believe in his words. I must believe in what he tells me. Why don't we believe in his words? We doubt here and there. Again, we should need to understand no matter how much we pray, sin blocks prayers. When he says believe, he expressly commanded us in Mark chapter 9 verse 23. He says, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Did he say some? Did he say some? He said all, all, all things. Heaven's currency is belief, not complaints. Not complaints. When we believe, he does for us. Angels are on assignment every other time. Again, listen to a sermon and it was clear when he said to us, most times when we pray, we come out from a strong prayer gathering. We come out, we have shouted, we've screamed, and then we go out. He said, yes, something must be done. Then we see somebody on the road, we start talking, my brother. 
this Nigeria, the, the way it's going, I really don't understand. Then you now start complaining. Guess what? God has dispatched angels. They are coming straight from heaven. Because they believe in the currency of belief. When they get to you at that place, you say, ah, God, you sent us to these people. This is not what we, we you say, I beg, come back, come back, come back. That's what happens. Most times we miss our blessing because of the kind of complaints. Leave whatever is happening. Leave the distractions. Focus on him. Praise the Lord. When you have decreed a thing, it will come to pass, he has said. Praise the Lord. John chapter 15, verse 5 to 7. John chapter 15, verse 5 to 7 says, Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them, I will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be born up. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you will ask anything you want and it will be granted. There are two types of people. People that are optimistic and people that are pessimistic. Each time you go and sit down with op optimistic people, they challenge you. They tell you of things that are possible. They make you, they push you in such a way that look, ah, this is possible. When you sit down with pessimistic, pessimistic people, they, there's no way they can encourage you in anything you do. Right? Whatever you want to do, whatever idea you even share with them is dead on arrival because they will give you a thousand and one reasons why it is not possible. Never discourage anybody from what they want to do. Let them go ahead with their wildest imagination. It is them and God and God will answer according to their own belief. Praise the Lord. My declarations must not be shaken. You know, when I wake up in the morning Despite what I see, despite what, the, what people are saying, despite that I see it's yes, a dollar is 1,000. I go to God. I just wake up in the morning and I will just do Psalm 118 verse 24. I say to myself, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. There is nothing that will deter me from that. Praise the Lord. Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 20 says, So they rose early in the morning and went out in the wilderness of Dekor. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets, and you shall prosper. There is a prosper path. And there's the established path. We leave the established path because we just say, ah, the pastor has spoken. No, we believe in him. Believe in God. He says you'll be established. Then I will go. When pastor tells me that by the end of this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, there is no day I wake up without a blessing. I will come out and I will say, yes, let's do it. Because I believe in the prophet because he has declared it to our life. So you should receive that. Speak it into yourself and say, this week will be the best week going forward in my life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. What is it that he has asked us to do if it is to praise him? It's a command. Praise him. If it's to dance like we did today, dance, whatever it is. If it says spend time praying, pray. There are times I wake up and, and you know, he just says, just pray. I don't know. I know at the beginning of this year, I, I, the Lord had said, you know, you need to pray hard. And 
I was being lazy about it, but things are panning out. And I understand now why indeed he had said that. When you hear a command, do not hesitate. Because you want to do greater work. One of the key to it is obedience. Praise the Lord. Mark chapter 16, verse 17 to 18, he says, And these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Praise the Lord. It is his words. It is what he said. I didn't manufacture it from anywhere. I'm bringing back his words because in this church, the life center, we will do greater works in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. It is, it's a build-up, like I said. You must be able to build that relationship. Many spend time working for God, but not working with God. They are two different things. I'm working and walking are two different things. We need to be able to understand that we also need to walk with him. What is it that you're afraid of? Is it in your finances? He says in Jeremiah 29 verses 11, says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. It is glaring. He said that, but you are, dis- you, are, you, are not, you are not you are not believing in him. These are things that you should challenge yourself. No matter what you see, no matter what you go through. For me, this week, I, I, when I said I didn't even have anything, I was just looking at myself. I believe that my eyes are focused on him. And then things will just begin to op- open up. Praise the Lord. He says, let them that shout for joy. and Let them shout for joy and be glad. Who favor my righteous cause? And let them say continually... Let the Lord be magnified. Who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant? Is it his desire for you to be poor? No. It is in Psalm 37 verse 35 verse 27. In Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. He says what? The blessing of the Lord makes makes one rich and he has no sorrow with it. Whatever you do that is sanctioned by God, he blesses it for you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Growing up, I had an uncle that, you know, used to, he was he's a heavy tighter then. I could imagine you, three quarter of his business, he would tight. But one thing he did, I, I stumbled into it, was a track. And then it had this declaration at the back. And I will never forget it as a child because it's in my head. But years after, I stumbled because it was a mixture of here and there. And it came from Psalm 112 verse 1 to 3. It says, blessed is the man who fears the Lord. Who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on it. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his household. And his righteousness endures forever. Praise the Lord. Because for me then it was, he says, that confession was more. Unto me arises a light in the time of darkness. And because of that light, wealth and riches shall be in my household. Therefore, with boldness and confidence, I confess that I will be the lender and not the borrower. These are things. I thought someone would say amen. These are things you used to encourage yourself. Yes, I am owing. But his word says, I will be the lender and not the borrower. Praise the Lord. Is someone sick around you? He says, he says, like I read in Mark chapter 16, verse 17 to 18, he says, and these signs shall follow them. 
Follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly to by no means hurt them, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Praise the Lord. I wasn't feeling this too strong this past week. You know, I was just lying down, feeling very irritated. And all of a sudden, my wife got a call and said, my son he was, had been rushed to the hospital in school. He was throwing up and all of that. I just looked at her while they were trying to explain this. I said, give me the phone. As she gave me the phone, I don't know the annoyance that came out. And the way I started rebuking that sickness, after I finished, I knew that, look, that sickness had left my son. Then, for, funny enough, me that was this sick, I slept back and see my sickness. I said, no, this is life. You know, when some things move you, you don't accept them. You just said, no, it shall not be possible in Jesus' name. Is it depression? Isaiah 61 verse 3 says, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil for, of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When you look at yourself, tell yourself, I have been wired to succeed. Look at yourself. Declare to yourself. I say, I have been wired to succeed. I have been wired to succeed. God has put down everything for you. Laid down everything that you need to succeed. But you look at yourself. You keep running from here. Running from there. No, it's there with you. It power lies with you. You say, no. Ah. Yeah, you look at me and say, no, this pastor doesn't understand. There's probably a ref right and center. He's talking all this one. Say, I have the power. I say, yeah, it's true now. Nah. Why? First John chapter 4 says, you have got little children and have overcome them because, 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 praise the Lord. Psalm 32 verse 7 says, you are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble. And what? He will surround me with songs of deliverance. It means that wherever I go, he will surround me with songs of what? Deliverance. Praise the Lord. Psalm 34 verse 4 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. So why is it that when they say greater works, what are you afraid of? He healed the sick. Yes, he raised the dead. What is the problem? Church, we need to wake up and arise and, and know that, look, God has made us, he has given us everything. You say, ah, no, 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 this thing is too much. What is too much? Zechariah 4 verse 7 says, Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace unto it. Yes, you own loans. What is it? Are you the first? It will crumble. It's a mountain. It will get out of your way in the mighty name of Jesus. Number two, he says, Number two, he says, I should ask. That's all. He says, I should ask. What other way do you want? In John chapter 14, verse 36, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It is his desire to answer you. At the end of the day, it is his name that is being glorified. I was listening to a testimony of how somebody didn't want to sign something. You know, he had been praying. He went to the man of God, great man of God, and said, please pray for me. He said, no problem, I will pray. So he prayed. The man of God knew that 
there was a release and that God would do it. Just at the point that he needed to, that it was, the document was about to be signed, he said, the man just refused to sign. So the man of God said, he came back to him and said, Pastor, they, they didn't sign the thing, they didn't sign. Said, but he knew in his heart that it had been done. So he went back to God and said, God, what happened? He said, ask the man. Well, he should ask, he should ask the man if there's any other person doing that same thing for him. Apparently, the man's brother had gone to native doctor to carry the thing and be doing. And at that point in time, when it was about to be signed, God stopped it because he would not share his glory with anyone. So the man said, yes, his brother had been doing it. He said, okay, look, tell your brother to stop because God will not share his glory with anyone. If he says he will do it, he will do it. So you need to believe him. Praise the Lord. Lo and behold, yes, when he focused on God, God answered because like he said, ask in my name and I will do it. Praise the Lord. Number three, greater works. It is time to shut the door. Why do I say so? Second Kings chapter 4, verse 3 to 4, it says, Then he said, Go borrow vessels from everywhere. From all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not just gather a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons and pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. Praise the Lord. What doors are we shutting? Doors of doubt, doors of distractions, doors of unforgiveness, doors of hate. You need to shut those doors. It is time that you realize that, look, God wants to do something. It is not every idea you share with people. Go into your own stronghold. Let download from God. Don't go about telling people. I remember as a young Christian, I had a friend then I always used to bounce off things. It was my wife that abused me those days. She said, every time, every time you'll be talking to this, your friend. But then as things, as you become more mature, till today now, she says you are too secretive. So I keep wondering, I say, which one do you want me to do? I didn't talk. It's problem. I talk. It's problem, you know. Unforgiveness is a big problem with us, even as Christians. You know, pastor shared Something with us when he told us that, look, in his own family at 12 midnight, what I like is a reset. So everything must just change. At that point in time, you apologize. So I think it was two, three weeks ago. I went home with that chat when he renewed it and I shared it to the family. I said, in this house, 12 o'clock, everybody, whether I like it or not, you know, it not two days. There was heavy, <laughs> well, my wife, I think I probably was, I believe that I was not wrong, you know. I went into, I was doing my work in the house. I was walking from home that week. So, you know, my son came to me. I said, please leave me alone. I'm not in the mood. He looked at me. He looked at me. He said, Daddy, do you know what? Just wait till 12 o'clock. Everything will just reset. You know, it was an easy way for me not to say sorry. <laughs> but, you know, there's a caveat. You must apologize. Whoever it is that has upset you, it's nothing, you know. I remember even from last uh, week, uh, one worship, you know, after a beautiful worship and all of that, I'd come out and I was discussing with Pastor KJ. I was very livid. Somebody had annoyed me like this. And I had the exam that day. So, you know, looking at myself, I said, I could have gone and I said, I could have said something to that person. I would have screamed, yelled, and everything. But then two things would have happened. 
I would have lost the essence of the beautiful worship service that we had. Two, I would have gone for the exam that I had read for and become blank. So most times we should just let things go. He says, you know, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 to 21, it says, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are one, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, and rivalries, and, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I've told you, like I said before, we cannot be here. We cannot be there. You need to stay. You cannot just sit on the fence. It's either you are with God or you are against. You don't want to be against him. The Lord will help us. We've read this scripture so many times, but yet, we say, okay, it's one of those things we learned growing up. Guess what? I will read the NLT for you so that we can now bring it to modern days. It says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like this. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. It is very clear. Which works do you want to do? I remember then when my friends used to tell me that, oh, this man has become pastor. You know, I was sharing a flat with them. It's difficult, you know, I had to slowly disentangle from that sector, but you know, they make me laugh. I would hold my Bible like this. They would say, hey, Pastor, come. Hold Bible for here. Hold drink for her. And I say, it's not me. I will not do that. You need to make up your mind deliberately that indeed I will serve the Lord. When you are compromising, which works do you want to do? He says, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. You want to do greater works. And indeed, that is what you want to do. So you need to severe yourselves from this path. We're going back to the basics because we cannot afford to go into this week and missing out on our blessings. We cannot afford to go out this week with the same lifestyles that we have continued from the beginning of this year to this, to this time. If we are in the life center, what, it, what is the life center all about? Discover what? Discover what? Discover? You are mumbling it, so you have to be sure. Because that's why we're here. We need to grow into what this vision is. Praise the Lord. As I close, number four, he says, God has given us the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 14, verse 15 to 17, he says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells, with, he dwells with you and will be with you. The topic of the Holy Spirit is another sermon. But we need to understand that for us to do greater works, we need to do it in partnership with the Holy Spirit. We need to allow him, because he is the one that empowers us. Who is the Holy Spirit? He's still in John chapter 14, he says, but the comforter. The counselor, the helper, 
intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and to act on my behalf. He will teach you all things. And he will cause you to recall. We remind you of, we remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. It is the Holy Spirit that enables us to do greater works. Our dependency should be on him and not on people. You know, like I said, always trying to bounce things off people. No, bounce it off the Holy Spirit. Talk to him. He's the one that empowers us. Why do I know? I say in Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and, he went, and with power who went about doing good and in healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. We need to personalize it. Let's personalize it. Let's read it together. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Let's read it together. Say to yourself, how God anointed Telemoy. How God anointed Telemoy with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good. This is the Holy Spirit. This is whom we need to allow to come into us. We need to do greater works. He's the one that empowers us. Indeed, we should be asking that Lord Holy Spirit come afresh upon me. That as I go out into this week, I will walk into places that you have directed me to. My steps will be ordered. I will not go to the wrong place at the wrong time. It is because he will tell you, he will guide you, he will tell you which way, closely in your ear, left or right. You must be able to listen to him, but you must have that relationship because in the life center, greater works we will do in Jesus' name. Let's bow down our heads in prayer. We cannot continue to remain the same. Let's begin to ask for fresh anointing. Increase faith. Power like never before. This week will be spectacular for us. We've prayed it. We've declared it. We need to believe it. In that verse, it said, Lord, help my own belief. Remove every doubt for me as I go out. Because indeed, I will not look at the economy of Nigeria. My economy is based on the economy of heaven. Nothing will distract me. Nothing will cause me to doubt that you can do it. Open your mouth. Pray. Declare to yourself. No good thing will he withhold from you, he has said. And so shall it be. At this time, if there's any of us that indeed you want to indeed relocate your life to God. You want to come back to him and say, I have done it the wrong way. I have depended on the wrong people. But what, Lord, my eyes are on you. I want to walk to you. Just signify by raising up your hand. Praise God. And so, Father, we thank you. We as your children, we come before you. And Lord, we ask for mercy. Mercy, Lord, my Father, in any way we have wronged you, Lord. Father, if any way we have tried to circumvent things, Lord, forgive us, Lord. Father, in any way we have wronged to the wrong places, Lord, 
have mercy upon us, Lord. Father, our eyes are upon you, Lord. Our eyes are fixed upon you, and we ask for help, Lord. We ask that, Lord, as we go forth this day, Lord, let your Holy Spirit come afresh upon us in Jesus' name. Let there be fresh anointing. Let there be fresh power. Lord, let there be increased faith. Father, may we begin to do the signs and wonders, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Because that is what we were made for. Father, our eyes on you. Lord, help us. Thank you for we have prayed in Jesus' name. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. We'll be glad to have you worship with us every Sunday at 8 a.m. and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. God bless you.